0: I kept thinking, I kept thinking, I'm like, now I have a job, now I am stable, why do I need this? And I kept going back, I need this because there are millions, thousands of people moving to the States every year maybe you figured it out what about the rest you know i wanted to share this knowledge in a very digestible systematic format and make it accessible to the folks who were moving here so it was a no brainer for me to get started how do i do this was all you know something that i figured out later but it didn't let me it didn't it didn't stop me from starting
1: Welcome to The N Factor, conversations with entrepreneurs. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome Anjali Nair. Anjali is the founder of the Immigrant Academy. She's an immigrant who moved here herself a number of years ago. And when she came, she started a blog called Desi Girl in U.S. to document her experiences as a new immigrant in the U.S. Professionally, she is a marketing strategist, influencer, writer, and community builder. She has a BA in pharmaceutical science, an MS in business administration, and an MBA in pharmaceutical marketing and management. She's building the Immigrant Academy so that she can help through one platform inclusively catered to the skilled immigrant community, solving the challenges one milestone at a time. It's the first and only online community-based mentoring and skill development platform for immigrants in the USA. I'm really excited to have her here with me today, so let's dig into her
0: story. Welcome, Anjali. Hi, Dr. White. I am so happy to be here today speaking to you and sharing all about my crazy entrepreneurial story so far
1: well I'm excited to hear more about it, so let's get started. Tell me a little bit more about your background um, how you got started with this wonderful business, and uh, you know what where, where this idea
0: came from sure um, i want and without sounding cliche I want to say my target audience is me. When I had this idea, it happened only because I was an immigrant, new immigrant, who moved to the states all of 25 year oh, 25 years of age, newly married, coming here with you know my eyes full of dreams that you know oh life is going to be wonderful and you know I can restart my career, make new friends, travel, and you know all of that. Um, everything that we see in the movies and sitcom, right? New York was America to me when I lived in India. So when I moved here, Tampa was the first city I came to and we started our lights and we're still here in Tampa going strong. Um, One of the few things that hit me after my honeymoon phase was over is I didn't feel like I belonged here. It took me a number of months, a number of years to feel like this is home, This is where I have my friends, or I have a job, or I can actually give out advice to someone if they ask me for directions, right? I felt like a stranger in a foreign land, but also being fully aware that this is going to be my new home. So that is where my brain started ticking and I started looking for resources like let me go and see what do they have here for new immigrants you know i'm sure the immigration process has been robust and you know since the last two decades a lot of people have been migrating to the states i'm sure they have you know like a stepwise plan what do you do once you land what do you do in two months what do you do in six months imagine my frustration when i would get very conflicting advices from people and there was no, no blueprint or no plan ahead in front of me. And I was like, great, I need to start from square one. I'm starting from scratch. Um, and yeah, I just began building my story. One error, one mistake, one rejection at a time. Um, I slowly started understanding the people here, understanding the culture Uh, My husband was a great support because he was born here and he went to college. He had all the information that I needed to help me get going. But my initial struggles with acclimatizing with the new country, finding my foot trails with being financially stable through a, a job are those top two things which really made me feel like if there is no solution available, i want to build a solution because if uh, if a girl like me is going through all these issues despite being well qualified you know well experienced and open to a new challenge imagine the number of immigrants who come from countries where they don't have enough exposure don't have as much knowledge imagine the number of months number of years it takes for them to get through like one tiny milestone and I'm talking about milestones like opening a bank account, getting a driver's license, taking that first travel, you know. So that is where it sparked. And I said, you know what? I may not know a lot, but whatever I know, I'm going to start documenting. And I'm going to start researching and building something. I don't know what. but I'm going to build something which will help future immigrants who come to this country.
1: I love it. You know, so many uh, businesses come from a need that the founder experienced themselves. And because of that, because of that deep understanding, it gives you an opportunity to really solve that problem at a, a very deep level. Um, we were talking before we started. I'm a professor, so I work with a lot of um Students and young employees that would fall into this, the, your client base. So, t- before we move into sort of how you're building this company, how does, uh, how does someone um, interact with your uh, company? Like, if, if I had a student, for example, that I wanted to refer, of course, I know you have a website, but, but what does that mean to become one of a, a client
0: and work with, with your company? I'm so glad you asked that, Rebecca, because um, believe it or not, first year of business, I had no website. So I'm just very happy that now there is a formal way of, you know, contacting us and uh, sharing, you know, what are your needs and we accordingly help you. But the easiest way to find me and get my response is through Instagram. Instagram is that one platform that we have used from the start because a lot of our um, key audience has been present on Instagram and also on Facebook. So the Instagram messaging feature or the Facebook messaging feature is how you get an instant response from me. Um, I still manage our social media, so I enjoy speaking to my uh, immigrant community. So that is the easiest way to reach out to me. But if there is a, a, a need to reach out to me to understand what course should I sign up for, what program do I offer, um, are there any particular um, you know courses that I recommend, I welcome them to come out and fill out the contact form on our website. And I will be more than happy to either set up a call or respond back to them depending on their needs.
1: So the typical way to involve would be to to maybe come, look around, contact you, interact with you through Instagram, but there are courses that you offer. And so depending on what my problem is, let's say, or my challenge, I could look for that particular course. are there other kinds of services that you provide? Uh, do you recommend you know uh, immigration attorneys and dealing with uh because that's what I get a lot of questions about too and you know how how to um, how to build a career and stay in the United States for example
0: absolutely absolutely um Building a career, landing your first job, landing that first internship has always been that first question we, we unanimously get from our immigrant community. Be it an international student or someone who's come here on a work visa or a dependent visa, doesn't matter. That's always been that first question. So speaking of courses and mentoring programs, we have a self-paced course called the American Dream Toolkit. We have a six-week mentoring program Which is called Ready Set Role. And these are both catered to the job seeker community in within the immigrants um, that I speak to. So apart from these two programs, which are a lot more detailed, there's a lot more hand holding and feedback, um, we also have consultations. So for someone who just wants to get their resume reviewed. We have a service for that. If you just want to get your LinkedIn profile looked at and make sure it's optimized, we have a service for that. If you want to speak to a mentor who is in your field, who is in your career trajectory, if you want to sign up for a mock interview, we have a service for that. So we are being very cognizant in terms of the needs that uh, an immigrant would have in this journey specifically speaking to the career aspect is where we have multiple courses programs and consults but we are very diligently working on starting a membership platform wherein people can sign up to the immigrant academy and get consultations with immigration attorneys real estate agents financial advisors so on and so forth because career is the start but you know to go on with your life in the states You have all these different needs and we want to be there for every phase of your life. And um, that is coming up next year. Uh, And, you know, I am very excited that we're holistically building this platform to make sure that um, all the needs are catered for and all the questions are answered.
1: I love that, and, and uh, you know, as you scale this, I'm sure you're gonna find lots of opportunities to build in a number of different ways to help this audience that you work with, your clients. So let's talk about building a company while you're employed somewhere else you know, that uh, a lot of people do that. I I do that, actually. And, and that's been a part of my career path. Um, so, um, you know, it's, I think it's become even more popular today. So t- talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how you navigate that.
0: Um, I started the Immigrant Academy in 2020. So this was, it missed the pandemic when we all got the opportunity to work from home. Um, I realized that I have a few hours in hand, which I am saving because I don't have to wake up that early. I don't have a commute. I don't have you know to get ready and meal prep and all of that. So I thought maybe this is the time where I formalize this and I actually spend. Before my 9 a.m. and after my 5 a.m., I can dedicate a few hours um, for the Immigrant Academy and let's start building it. That's where I started. And I'm sure a lot of nine to five words do the same, you know, follow the same method. Um, What was important here was since I was just starting out, the fire in me was so strong that I was the most disciplined person ever. I I hardly took weekends off. I hardly went on vacations. And of course, it's 2020. You can't leave the house, right? So it was perfect for me to, you know, go ahead and really spend time on this because first year of any business, as as you may be aware, there is a very you know, big learning curve for the founder. So I did spend a number of hours researching, learning, testing. Um, so yeah, that has been my schedule since the first year. Um, and as we progressed, I also switched jobs, I had, you know, um, we, we switched houses, we had, you know, other things going on in our life. What I do is I'm very cognizant of, you know, keeping those few hours every day and I make sure that I am I'm only addressing what can I do today which will help my platform survive the next day. And that's it. I don't overwhelm myself. I don't put 10 things on my list. I will do two things which will help me go to the next day and then the next day. Um, that's what I've been following right now. <laughs> And it has been working well for me. Um, having said that, it is a big juggle of the biggest time management lesson I can give you when you are, you know, handling your family life, plus your nine to five, plus you're building a business. So one of my um, biggest uh, goals for next year is to hire and delegate and have that um, resource or that team that I have dreamt of. Which will help me really streamline my working process.
1: Yeah, there's so much in there. I would love to unpack and talk about. So the, the you know the pandemic really changed the landscape of work for all of us. And like you, I actually um, was able to pursue a, a passion project. I wrote a, a public, a popular press book. Uh, because, like you, I had you know some of those hours back that I normally used to commute and um, for for after work meetings and things like that that were not going on and um, it was a great year, I think, for many people to to sort of pursue, as I said, passion projects and in your case, the launch of of your new business and um, I love hearing that you found a strategy in a way. To pursue this um, while you're working, because I do think a lot of people are trying to do that, and and um, you know this the this change in the landscape of work that this work from home has really given people the opportunity to do that. Do you find that because I I've heard that many people are finding that they're even more fulfilled in their work? because they're able to pursue this passion project as well. Do you find that's the case for you?
0: I would agree. And in my case, my day job is as a marketing strategist or as a product manager, which is my new role. Um, and I'm in an industry which is very um, uh, aligned to the work I do at the Immigrant Academy. So. I want to say it is fulfilling because I not only get to understand the industry, but I also get to apply my learnings that I take from my business or that I take from my current job. And I switch it up and I and I try to test it at both places. And that is very interesting as a marketer because... I not only get to do things that are not a part of my job responsibility during 9 to 5, I get to go above and beyond. So content creation has never been a part of my job description. Copywriting has never been a part of my job description. Social media management has never been. But I got to do all of these things through the Immigrant Academy, and that in turn helps me in my day job. So... It has been extremely fulfilling. I see myself a lot more committed, a lot more excited to come to work and, you know, tackle these projects. And then I know when to switch off and then put on my entrepreneur hat and, you know, dive deep into what i'm doing uh taking a break is so essential at that point because i really need to like feel like i am done with my day job and i am stepping into my own business um so that routine is something that i have consciously tried to build um and that has helped Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that taking a break because it can be very taxing to to start a business regardless and then add on that you're (laughs) employed while you're doing it uh, elsewhere. And that can be especially challenging. So, um, it, it, you know, as I think about, um, you know, the work that you're doing and the Immigrant Academy, I think, you know, it's such a great service to so many people. And you must be really inspired. It must be really inspiring to work with them. Uh, did you have role models along the way uh, that, and, uh, and is, has entrepreneurship always been a part of who you are or is this kind of new for you? I, I you know, some of my students come from cultures where um, entrepreneurship is not highly valued. And they tell me that, um, you know, their parents said they could basically be a doctor, a lawyer, a scientist, uh, an engineer. And um, so, you know, sometimes it, Sometimes there's role models in, in, in the family, sometimes they're elsewhere, but we have seen that r- role models can have a great influence on our willingness to pursue something. So I'm, I'm just curious about, about um, you know, how you see yourself as an entrepreneur. Is, was this something that you, you've always wanted to do or did it kind of surprise you? Is it something that, that you, know, you saw role models,
0: <laughs> all of that? I am so glad you're asking this because um, you really struck the chord. Your students are completely right. (laughs) From the culture and community that we come from, um, we are very, very high on education and landing a job, uh, and that signifies security, stability, and that steady stream of income. Um, Business has always had a bad rep. Because it is, you know, unstable, you don't know what's going to happen and, you know, you don't have time in your hands. It's, it, is, it is all dedicated to the business that you do. Um, having said that, entrepreneurship is kind of that new fancy word within our community. Um, So it does take time for us to sit them down and make them understand what we are trying to do. And online business is completely different from let's say like a mom and pop or a a retail store, right? They're two completely separate business uh, ideas or, or formats in which we run. I don't come from a business family. I probably am the first in my generation to start or launch a business. Um, When I went to B school, I never thought about becoming an entrepreneur. I—that's the first time I heard about the term entrepreneur. I'm like, the word sounds, you know, too intimidating. I don't even know if, you know, if if I would ever be able to do that. But guess what? Coming to the states, spending time here, really made me think probably, you know, I did not get what I needed when I was new here, but it did provide me with avenues. It did provide me with meeting the right people at the right time, which helped me think and, you know, really believe like maybe what I'm thinking is achievable. Maybe what I am trying to do is possible. I uh, My first job here was at a startup. So that's where I started understanding the startup landscape. My first volunteer work was at a startup accelerator, and that helped me understand further how things work here. So funnily, life took me in that direction, even though it was not planned. And despite things not working out in those areas, and I landed a nine to five, the the bug was inside my brain and it did not leave. Uh, I kept thinking, I kept thinking, I'm like, now I have a job. Now I am stable. Why do I need this? And I kept going back. I need this because there are millions, thousands of people moving to the States every year. Maybe you figured it out. What about the rest? You know, I wanted to share this knowledge in a very digestible, systematic format and make it accessible to the folks who are moving here. So it was a no brainer for me to get started. How do I do this was all, you know, something that I figured out later, but it didn't let me, it didn't, It didn't stop me from starting. I didn't have any backing. I I am still bootstrapped. I don't have a team. But I want to keep going. This this desire to solve this problem is so intense that I know I will figure it out. I know I will meet the right people. I know my um, customers are there for me and they're asking for more. So, I know there's a product market fit. I am on a right path. Um, and I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. In terms, oh, I'm so sorry. Role models. Yes. My dad has been my role model because he has been the pioneer of juggling jobs. He had a nine to five, and he was also a part of a lot of uh, multi level marketing companies. And he did such a fabulous job with selling. Like, my first experience seeing someone sell. So beautifully was to my dad. So he has been my role model from the start. Like if he can do it, why can't I manage my time well? Second, my husband. I don't think any guy would have trusted a new immigrant to start a business without knowing the ABCs of business. But he had my back. He said, "I am going to put that first check for your business to get started, so that you know I want to see what you do because." I didn't have this either when when I came to the States, when I went to college. So he has been a big support to me. And role models who are not achievable at the moment, Nawal Ravi Khan, his book, every page of his book is like a gold mine. Every time I read, I reread his book multiple times. And I feel like the idea of being a holistic founder and building a holistic business has stemmed from there. And my first business mentor is also an immigrant building a business here. She has also played a very huge part in my life to help me, you know, streamline my ideas and take it out to the world. So yeah, a few people out there and, and it does take a village to, you know, make this happen. So I'm glad I have um, my family, my mentors, my coaches and my, and my community and we've all together made this happen.
1: Is what I feel. I, I I love all of that. You know, we we typically call that your your ecosystem, your entrepreneurial ecosystem, and it's really uh, it's really wonderful to hear. I moved to Tampa a little over ten years ago, and Tampa has always been very entrepreneurial, but but. You know, the rest of the world didn't necessarily know it, and now I think Tampa Bay is recognized as as a place where entrepreneurs can can get a great start. And um, it's interesting how a place can have an impact on what you do, because you landed here, as you pointed out. You know, New York was what you of with the United States and you landed in Tampa Bay, which is which is quite different, but interesting in, in a different way, different and fun way. But I, I love all of that story, uh, the family members and the friends and the, the community and 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 the and and the great books and guides that we can find along the way. <clears throat> entrepreneurship really is a learning process and and you pointed that out that you've learned so much along the way and i think you have to be interested in and willing to be a learner to be successful um, you know, it's a, it's a hypothesis always. It's a, it's a research project. I, that's how I share it with my students. You know, you're hypothesizing that this might work, and now you've got to go out and test it. And that means learning a lot along the way. And uh, you've got to have a lot of guides. I, I, I love all of that. And thank you for sharing that. So, uh, you know, I'd like to dig in just a little bit, uh, you know, about you've been doing this now for a couple of years, two and a half. I'm not sure what time you started in 2020, but a few years. And I know you've learned a lot along the way. And um, I'm just really interested in how you've, how you've built this business. You mentioned sales, which is something that's incredibly important. Um, you're building a brand. And I know you mentioned social media. So I'm just curious. I think you've got a really good following. I'm, I'm curious about how you've built this company and um, you know, what your plans and, uh, and ideas are for scaling as you move forward.
0: Um, in terms of starting out, uh, Rebecca, like I said, my my I didn't know what I am going to build, but I wanted to document things. So it started off as a blog. It was a mere blog with me documenting about ten things you should be aware of before you move to the states, or you know, six things you should keep in mind when you're communicating with the locals. Those were the kind of blogs I would write, um, and Instagram was very. Um, up and coming during that time when I, when I took to Instagram and I not only started writing blogs on this crappy little website that I got built, uh, I also started microblogging. So microblogging was where I could put photographs on Instagram and I could write a short paragraph, um, describing that, that moment or, you know, that experience, um, that is where I started. I really started from that one Instagram page and that one blog. Um, And, you know, when they say you should speak to your ideal audience, I was literally speaking to myself because I was that girl who needed to hear this. And there were several several people who started reaching out to me not just by comments but by messages and they started you know retracing their story which which gave me you know uh my research material I could speak to all of these people who are going to be my potential customers to find out hey there is a need but are you willing to pay a dollar for it right? Those are two separately different, separate things. Um, and once I tried to understand the the mentality, the the psychographics of my customer base, which is essentially me who, who landed, you know, when, when I was pretty new here, um, that's when I started building a little bit more in terms of that solution. I started with one solution first. It was this one coaching program that I started, um, which was a group set up where I bring in the immigrant women together, and they learn module by module with me. So I walk them through how to land a job in the States, how to communicate with the locals, how to build your social circle, how to understand the American culture. It was like 101 of, you know, living and thriving in the States. I built that one product and I kept polishing it. I kept polishing it until I got a very steady um, customer base. I knew exactly the marketing plan for it and we started generating revenue. So I did this with one product, one Instagram page, and that one scrappy blog. No website at that point. Only when I started seeing there is a product market fit And I started generating a few dollars is when I decided, okay, let's formalize this. Let's build a website. Let's build a few more products because I'm getting constant feedback through my current batch who who are testing my MVP. Um, That led me to create a few more products, which I know will be useful, which I know there is an appetite for it. And that's how I started building. My lead generation was happening through Instagram and then through word of mouth. Today, There's so much happening through word of mouth because people who are either stumbling upon my educational videos or they talk to someone who has been a previous client of mine or someone who's a part of our Facebook group, which is absolutely free and it's just for immigrant women. So there are so many mediums through which people started connecting and they started realizing that a platform like this exists. My biggest struggle or my biggest setback to actually put this in full motion was I was stepping into a completely new category. I was building a new category. This did not exist before. So for me, my challenge was not only to make my audience realize, hey, this problem exists, but also now there is a solution for this problem. So getting them from that to cross that bridge was the time that it it took me to build my audience as well. Um, but that was like the most challenging and the most interesting part because I knew exactly what what ticked me and what made me go from that point A to point B. So I knew I could, you know, make them relive those memories or realize that you know what? I don't need to suffer in silence. I can ask for help. There are resources out there. And this girl here on the other side of the screen looks like me, talks like me, and somehow has figured it out. So you know what? Let's, let's give this a chance. Let's learn from her and see if it works. And it worked. So, so, so that was the great part. Okay, great. <laughs>
1: Yes, it, it, I mean a very, uh, you know, it's a it's a, it's a MVP model. Test it out, see what works, build it with input from your clients, and uh, you know, just a, just a beautiful way to build a company today. That's not that expensive. Um, you know and 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 can be very effective you know you brought up the issue of being early in your marketplace and and so you have to become an educator really you have to you have to teach your audience and that can be a challenge and you brought up that that was your biggest challenge but also one of the most interesting parts of what you've done and i've heard that from so many entrepreneurs that the, the things that challenged them the most were what they learned the most from and so I'm curious you mentioned that That one. Have there been other challenges, um, maybe even a few failures along the way, um, that you've uh, been that you would be willing to share with our audience, and and maybe how did you overcome those and deal with those?
0: Absolutely. Let me start with the first one. Um, Yes, it took me time because I had to really create that industry or that new product or that new category for the audience but in addition to that the community that i serve immigrants are the not are, are immigrants who don't have a job yet are not that dispensable to you know paying for something they are always dependent on either their family their spouse their friends so for me to you know realize that probably I have established the problem. I have established a solution, but for them to trust me and, you know, spend that very, very precious dollar that they are loaning out um, was a challenge to understand that, Oh, you know, maybe I won't be able to charge them what is right. And I may have to start from a place which is a little more feasible for them. So Understanding the pricing model in this industry was definitely a learning curve for me. And I had to go back and forth a lot of times to understand this. Um, number two, in terms of not, not failures, but I want to say improvement areas for myself as a founder, I found myself spending um way too much time doing what I do because I was so engrossed and I was so, uh, I was just very, very involved in what I was doing. And I didn't even realize it was causing me burnout and it was, you know, affecting my mental health and peace. So for me to like take a step back and relook at what I've built and, you know, give myself credit for how far I've come, I had to take a break. I had to take a moment to, you know, let that sink in before I keep marching ahead. So this year, I took a lot of those breaks in order for me to, you know, take a step back, get feedback, realize you know how far I've come and then move forward. Um, and this was very important for me because as a solo founder, it can get taxing. It can cause burnout, especially when you're doing this, you know, after hours. Um, so that has definitely like given me a lesson with uh, prioritization and delegation, and those are two things that I am constantly working on. And my goal for next year is to is to accomplish that. Um, and I'm I'm trying to think of something else, which uh, which. Oh yes, um, as I was the first one to enter the market, I quickly saw a lot of me too's entering this this category and trying to build something similar that I was doing. At first, it it you know shook me. I'm like, oh wait, I I thought like you know I I was providing something really good, but now there are people who have kind of you know are trying to tap into the market, and it made me feel like what if i what if it's not sufficient that i'm doing maybe i'm not producing the best or maybe you know uh, i don't know how this will last so there were a lot of insecurities or apprehensions that would come you know to my head and it took me you know time to talk to my coach talk to my ecosystem and realize that a marketplace is built only when there are competitors so one give kudos to yourself that people have found that you have created or established a new category and they are tapping into it which means you are doing something right two competition is always healthy that means you are going to go forward with your mission and you know just just block out the noises which is distracting you and look at your competition from a new lens. So now I look at my competitors as collaborators. I try to collaborate with a lot more um, organizations or entrepreneurs who are catering to the immigrant community. Because I quickly realized that what I'm trying to do by myself will skyrocket if I make this a collective effort and if I collaborate with other entrepreneurs who are trying to serve the same audience. So a lot of realizations happened, but it happened over time. It happened when I had a guide and when I had uh, people who, who, you know, really like shared these nuggets that I may not have received if I was just in my own head. Um, And I'm glad, and I'm glad that happened because the way I look at my business is is from a different lens, from a different perspective. The way I approach people to, you know, uh, integrate and do things together is from a very positive aspect. And I'm really enjoying this process. I'm really happy to see there are more and more people who are contributing to this cause because this business is not just a business. It's a problem solver. And it's bigger than me. It's bigger than me or any person who has started this. We are just catalysts. But the actual solution is what's going to solve the problem. And that is always there as my number one now.
1: That There's some great insights in that. And you know i think the fact that you were able to reframe the way that you were looking at things is is very powerful and it's i think there's a great lesson in that for any entrepreneur or or anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur because you're going to face these inevitable challenges and what feels like failures but one of the greatest ways to deal with them is to investigate them learn from them and then reframe the way you think about them and um, so really great lesson in that. You know, this has been a, a great conversation and, and uh, I've learned a lot and I'm, I'm so excited to, to meet you and to see what you're doing and um, just really excited to, to spread the word. Um, about about uh, the immigrant academy and and I have a question for you though as we before we close this conversation, I always like to ask my guests what one piece of advice they would give to aspiring or um, early stage entrepreneurs who are uh, out there trying to do something similar to what you're doing.
0: One advice for aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, I would say tap into the resources that are available for free, because you may not have all the info that you need, or you may not have all the, uh, you know, uh, all the shiny objects that you're looking for. But there are several free resources out there for aspiring entrepreneurs. There are tons of YouTube videos, podcasts, interviews with a lot of amazing people, Start listening to them, start watching them to like get that dose of inspiration and get started. don't let don't let funding stop you. don't let your location stop you. Don't let your current job status, your marital status stop you. If it's something that is not leaving your mind day in and day out, give it a chance. give it a shot and see what happens. It may not work out the first time, but give it, give it a shot the second time because if, if there's something that you can do to solve this problem, uh, you will thank yourself when that happens. So don't let outer or like external factors determine your abilities as an entrepreneur. Um, give it a shot. Fail. Learn. Start over again. That's that's my advice. I love it, and it,
1: it's great advice, and, uh, and and one that all of us can listen to as we, as we think about entrepreneurship. So, Anjali Nair, thank you for joining me. How, how can our audience find you and find out more about the Immigrant Academy?
0: Oh, if you are interested in finding out more about the Immigrant Academy, our website is theimmigrantacademy.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook with the same handle, the Immigrant Academy. Go ahead, shoot me a message. I am thrilled to meet anyone who is interested in joining the community or contributing to the community as as a mentor or as uh, as an expert who would like to come in and contribute. And if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Please find me on LinkedIn. I am always available for a coffee chat or for a quick networking event. Um, very, very happy to do that. And Dr. White, thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to come and, and speak to you and your audience today. It has been such a such a delight walking down that memory lane. Well,
1: It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about entrepreneurship, we would love it if you hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of InFactor.